This is Metal Mike, and in this episode, I'm joined by my son, Mike, and together we nerd out on our top seven favorite Queen albums. And some of our picks may surprise you. Put your own picks in the comments below and subscribe on Anchor to get exclusive content from this episode. There's a link in the description below. Well, it's time for the show to go on. Check it out. Well, Mike, welcome to the 80s Glam Metalcast. Man, now I know what it feels like to be in the hot seat now. (laughs) So I've got my son here, Mike, and for the longest time, I've been wanting to do a Queen episode. And before I even say any more, if anybody tells me that Queen doesn't fit in with glam, they're sorely wrong. Take a look at Queen from the early 70s, the long hair, the makeup, the outlandish outfits. Queen are basically like the uh, forefathers of glam metal. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I would say that their contributions to rock in general. Yeah, definitely. And I would say most hair metal bands from the 80s probably had, were influenced by Queen a little bit. So so it, it all fits in. If you don't like Queen, then you might as well just shut it off right now. Go check out our different podcast. Um, what I decided to do on this one, Mike, and this may have seemed strange to you, but because for me, I like to usually do a top 10, but I right. thought that was going to be too easy. Yeah, And I felt like too many of the classic albums would have just been able to sneak through one way or the other. If you cut it to seven, there's some harder cuts that you actually have to make. Right. When I was making my list, I actually was looking at each album individually. And I was actually kind of shocked because there were some albums where I was like, I didn't think that I liked them as much as I actually did. Mm -hmm. And you'll find that I'll tell you as we go along here that there were certain albums where I was like, yeah, this is not really a good album, but I looked back at it, and I'm like, oh, wait, this actually makes the top seven. It's actually good. So, I mean, excluding the Flash Gordon soundtrack, because for right, me, I don't yeah, count that as like I an album. Either. There's basically 14 studio albums. Right. So seven is half of that, makes it a little bit more interesting. And, you know, when you think about Queen in general, I mean, aren't they just like the total package for a band? They I really mean, are. I mean, it's crazy. especially being led by, you know, such a great vocalist, songwriter, and just pure musician, Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. And everybody else in the band usually has a big part to play, whether it be through songwriting or even look at in their live shows. Look at Roger Taylor, how he sometimes has to carry the vocal harmony with, mm. oh, big time. with Freddie Mercury. Yeah. And even look at like the subtle John Deacon, where his bass lines are fantastic while he also has fantastic songwriting too Mm -hmm. you you know so yeah i mean you look at it you've got four songwriters you've got three singers all accomplished musicians you did mention brian may one of the greatest guitar well brian is pretty self-explanatory too i mean his guitar solo and his just style of how he plays the guitar surely influenced many guitarists today so and they've got just a solid run of albums and not only do they have huge hit singles no the bigger the better in everything uh they've got deep tracks that rival some of their hits as some of their best songs Right. I feel like, for the most part, though, if I'm being honest, I feel like Queen, their hits are pretty much, like, if you want a gist of Queen, you listen to their hits and you got it. Right. However, you go to, that doesn't mean that their deep tracks aren't, like, you know what I mean? They're not bad. Exactly. They're really good. So I would definitely recommend going and checking out their deep stuff, too, if you haven't. Real quick, uh, I mean, you're a younger guy. Explain yeah. where your whole Queen thing came from. How did you get into Queen? So I think it was a little bit before the actual documentary, Bohemian Rhapsody, came uh, and obviously movie. you right the movie right and i feel like you had a big part to play too because you uh were big into queen and you were like you know you should listen to queen and the documentary came out and i was like you know what let's give it a shot let's see so i went and listened through everything and there was this you know point in my life where it was like months and months and months i'd listen to his queen mm-hmm. that's how i'll get with a certain artist like like the beatles or billy joe i'll listen to him a ton i'll listen to him all day every day and Queen was like one of those, you know, deep dives, I guess you could call it, where it was like just fantastic because there was so much variety. Nice. For me, obviously, it happened a lot earlier. Um, I I had like their greatest hits. That was how I, that was kind of like the gateway to get into Queen, and I really liked it. Had that probably around 1990. And then it was weird. I bought Innuendo in 91, and I, I didn't really care for it all that much. You know what I mean? It was just, I don't know, it just right, maybe yeah. I just wasn't ready for it. Right. And then I kind of was like, all right, well, maybe Greatest Hits is all I can deal with for Queen. And then I had this friend in school, and he's like, well, I've got all these classic Queen albums. I think you'd like them. Why don't you borrow them? Check them out. So 
once I listened to like Queen 2 and Sheer Heart Attack and News of the World and went through all these albums, right. I mean, just I was just ass. blown away. Now, this was all kind of happening in 1991. As we all know, Freddie dies in 91, same day as Eric Carr. So for me, that was, it's yeah. something that I'll never forget is because, like I said, Kiss was my favorite band. Here's this band, Queen, that I'm really getting into. And all of a sudden, both these guys pass away on the same day. Yeah, yeah. And it was tough. And, and I think, at least for Kiss, Kiss continued. But Queen really Queen did. You know what I mean? mean not, got, not until years later they started. Right. And I stuff. mean, even with Adam Lambert and they had, uh, what's his name? Paul Rogers. Paul Rogers, yeah. yeah it's just not the same. It was no. never going to be the same without Freddie Mercury. Even though, even if somebody like, you know, John Deacon was, well, I mean, he's not in the group anymore. But even if he was, you know, the one who passed away, I feel like you could have potentially replaced him. But somebody like Freddie Mercury, you just, he's irreplaceable. You can't replace him. So, Well... We've explained our outlook on Queen and what we think of them and how we got into them, and I think we need to just jump in, and I think you need to start with your number seven. Okay, and I want to I want to give an honorable mention here first before we get into <laughs> okay. it, because there's so many good Queen albums. All right, oh, so, big time. So one album that I would like to say before uh, we get into the actual list is The Works. I did not put The Works on okay. my list. I feel like the reason why I did that, though, it's not very original. Although the songs right. are extremely good, they're extremely good. They're not as original um, as the other albums, and I feel like that's a reason why I would give it the honorable mention. Even though there's wicked good songs on there, like "Man on the Prowl," that's got like the Elvis vibes, the, mm -hmm. you know, "Tear It Up" is just like a "We Will Rock You" kind of thing. It's they're all good songs. Radio yeah. Gaga is one of my favorites, and it's just like it, I just don't feel like it made the list, but it was still really good. Well, it might, may or may not be on my list. <laughs> All right, so I don't care about your honorable mention. What do All you right. got for seven? All right, this one I'll get tomatoes thrown at me for putting it at number seven because I know it's very, very, very widely regarded. So to most Queen fans, it's like one of their best, if not their best album. I put Queen 2. Mm -hmm. I did Queen 2 yeah. at number seven only because I feel like Queen 2, and we talk about this all the time, Queen had an evolution. Right. At least their first three albums yeah. were, was the evolution of Queen. Agreed. They did not have their sound yet. No. They, they definitely did not. However, what this album does, and I really like this album because it does the same thing that like the Abbey Road medley did. With Abbey Road, the B-side, everything connects. Mm -hmm. Everything flows. Yeah. This whole album flows fantastically. The transitions are phenomenal. And it's not like they're like there's like bum songs on here either. No. Like I personally like Someday One Day. I like Father to Son. Mm -hmm. The Loser in the End's not even bad. Ogre Battles widely regarded as one of their best songs to yeah. most of, for most people. And Seven Seas of Rye is a classic too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So, so a lot of these songs are really good. And I that's why I would put it at number seven. I feel like they haven't had their true sound yet. Though. No. Not a lot of hits, haven't found their true sound, but it's still a really good album. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of those ones where I like this one. Uh, I like the vibe. I guess that's the main thing that stands out for me on this one. It, it's I love the vibe of the album. It's very unique. They right. don't have another album like this in their catalog whatsoever. And uh, it's definitely better than the debut. I'm not a big fan of the debut. Um, but I'm going to be honest. I don't have it on my list. And I feel as though they don't, like I said, you kind of hit on it and we've talked about it before, they don't really have the true Queen sound. Exactly. They're not necessarily dabbling in really extreme styles like they got to as they went later on. So I, I like it a lot. I can sit and listen to the whole thing. I dig the vibe of it. Um, but no, I just I don't have it on my list. But what I have on my list for number seven... Is made in heaven. Oh, made in heaven. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I can understand where made in heaven could be. Some people could be kind of skeptical of it because there's not a lot of new material on it. Right. I mean, I think yeah. there's like three songs that are new, like Mother Love and A Winter's Tale, and maybe parts of Let Me Live. But I think that was even kicking around yeah. for a while. So there's no, oh, you don't fool me. That's the one I right. think that was newer. So there's not a lot there. A lot of this is B sides. This is Freddie Mercury solo stuff that they revamped. But that aside, there's a cool vibe and a cool tone to this album. It all seems to fit together, especially when you look at the lyrical themes. Okay, Freddie has passed on. He is no longer alive. But now we're using titles like Made in Heaven, Too Much Love Will Kill You. You know what I mean? All these things are 
kind of fitting in with what has happened in this guy's life right. and in this band. You know what I mean? This, yeah, yeah, if you're listening to this album... All right, I'll give you a prime example. Let's look at a song like I Was Born to Love You, okay? Yeah. If you're somebody like me who is just strictly diving into Queen and have not listened to anything really of Freddie Mercury solo yeah. stuff, you go listen to this song, you listen to the Queen version, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It's just, for lack of a better term, it slaps. Like, that's what... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it hits. It hits hard. But then you go and you listen to the Freddie Mercury solo version, and it's cool, he's, but it's really just him. And it's, yeah. like, not as good. Like, you need, like, the, the massive boost in the guitar right. by right. Brian May. Like, it's just so much better on this album. They just put out um, a video on their YouTube channel, Queen, and they were exploring some of this album. And Brian May's talking, the cool thing that he said was, he's like, he goes, Made in Heaven is one of my favorite Queen songs. Oh, I'm sure. Okay? I'm sure. But, yeah. it, but like I said, it's not a Queen song, but it is. You know what I'm saying? Right, so like, right. what they put into that album is they gave everything the Queen treatment. You know what I mean? So if Freddie had a cool melody, but he, but like I said, maybe it was just an electronic drum beat with some synth, even Brian kind of alluded to, like, they weren't fully developed songs. You know what I mean? It, it, it was just, a, it was away from the band, and it didn't have the Queen treatment. But when you take songs, like you said, I Was Born to Love You, and Made in Heaven, and all this stuff, and you give it the Queen treatment. Yeah. And just think of all the work that went into that album. You know what I mean? All the... It had to be a process to try to match everything up right. and create music to these old vocals and to new vocals because a lot of those songs weren't hardly finished yet, the newer songs. And one thing I'll give it is a little bit of inconsistency with the sound of his voice because, of course, we're taking some stuff from like 1984, 1985. Right. His voice, voice is prime. Right. And his voice is different. It's not bad. Like his vo- no, it sounds tale, really good. It's cool. And I just think that when you think about what he was going through, I mean, the guy's dying, but he's still I mean, coming to the studio to like give it his own. Incredibly all. impressive yeah. stuff. Well, the one thing he wanted to do was keep on working in, in the studio. Um, mm-hmm. He was absolutely uh, uh, determined to keep on keep the group, the group going and to keep working. And that, that actually kept him going. So, a little bit of inconsistency when it comes to that. But uh, And then one more thing I just want to mention was Let Me Live is so cool. It definitely it's has, in my that, top 20 it has that old queen so vibe. And I love how they all sing on it. It's a jammer. It's, it's a great tune. And one thing I got to say about this album, I think what you just mentioned kind of made me think, prompted this, you know, in my head. I feel like... We always talk about Freddie Mercury, right? And I think we mentioned this in the beginning a little bit, how Freddie Mercury carried this band to new heights, sure. right? But if you look at this album, it was purely those three, right. for the most part, remastering right. everything, making sure everything sounded good. And the way that those three, like you said, they had to make sure everything was you know just so to mm-hmm. the original recordings. And I feel like and another good song that I think would have fit on here is, you know, Only the Good Die Young. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That would have been a perfect song another for Another themed, album. good right, theme. Right, yeah. It would have been perfect. But especially, and I know this is not on the album, and you can cut this out if you want, but because it's not related. <laughs> but I feel like if you watch that music video and you listen to, you know, Brian May mm-hmm. sing and Roger Taylor, it's just so good, that song. But, you know, anyway, moving on from that, it's a good single. Go listen to it if you haven't. I'm sure most of you have. Um, so what's your six? Is your six? My six is made in Oh, okay. All my right. six is made in So we've kind of covered it all yes. pretty much. And I feel like that with this album, you feel I feel like you pretty much hit this right on the head. There are so many good songs, and there is so much that those three did to this album that just excelled it to new heights. And even, like I mentioned earlier... I haven't listened to most of Freddie Mercury's solo stuff. Mm-hmm. And to listen to this album and then go back to the solo stuff, it's like, wow. What a what yeah. a change. Yeah. What an evolution. It's so good. It's fantastic. One thing that I wonder, and I don't think you'll ever find the answer to this, but I also I often wonder, did Freddie say, hey, take some of my solo stuff and just, you know, and, and, and fill this album out? You know, right. so I don't know. But here's one interesting point, if anybody who follows, has been following Queen for a long time, even be, before, I want to say maybe, I don't know when it was, but whenever they put out the Great Pretender album, that could have been before uh, Made in Heaven. I'm not sure. Once again, another compilation. But somebody, it wasn't the Queen members, somebody revamped a lot of those songs and made them all rocked out, like Mr. Bad Guy. Yeah. And So I think somewhere, I don't know, it's just kind of common that these songs needed a revamp. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, because they did. They, for sure. Yes. There's multiple versions. You can go on YouTube and find them. Uh, My Love is Dangerous. A lot of those solo songs have been rocked out by somebody. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. so somewhere, somebody has said that 
these songs were weak. You know, and maybe yeah. Freddie expressed that at some point later on. Like, you know, that that wasn't the right thing to, to work with different people. The the, the best sound we're going to create right. is as a band. Yeah. So Freddie, I don't know. Freddie was not the only one in the group at the end of the day. Right. He had to be, you know, rely on the other three as well. And I think that this album shows it perfectly. All right. Now we're going to go to my number six. And I'm going to catch some heat for this one. And, th- and oh, there could boy. be some pun intended. <laughs> It's hot space, man. (laughs) And you know what? I think the problem for me is that, like, I think I'm burnt out on some of the classic Queen albums that you're supposed to like. Right, Okay. So over time, Hot Space, I just got into. You know what I mean? Like, I I kept playing it. Those songs, they're not burnt out because this this was not a big album, really. It was was a flop. And in some respects, I mean, in the United States, it only went gold. And if you compare it to the game, it was like four times platinum in the United States. So this is a big drop-off, okay? When you really dissect this album, there's only a few real departure tracks, okay? You know, you something like Staying Power, it's all almost synth. You know what I mean? If you go and you start off an album like that and it's like... That's (laughs) drastic. But when you get going and you listen to Put Out the Fire and Action This Day, a lot of these songs, it just sounds like typical Queen. So I think you've got to get past a couple of these goofy electronic type songs. And they're not, it's not like they're bad. I mean, Dancer, I think, is one of my favorite songs on there. And that's got that electronic beat. Back Chat is probably one of mine. I mean, I've got so many songs written down. Um, But one thing you got to say is that Queen took a chance. They did. They weren't. And this is what they've always done. And it was kind of weird that people, there was pushback on this one and people didn't like it as much because that's just what they do. They they don't do the same album every time, you know? And I was listening to an interview with Freddie Mercury uh, just tonight because I remember I'd seen it years ago. It was from 1982. And he's like, you can't let your audience own you. You've got to like keep challenging them and let them... Uh, check out what you're trying to do as an artist and not let them dictate what you do as an artist. Because look at what the next I mean? album was, The Works. works. Right, I right. Mean, <laughs> so uh, I just think there's so many great, catchy tunes. Uh, like I said, you said Back Chat. I think Cool Cat. Even is, Under Pressure. I yeah. mean, it's a hit, but it's good. One of my favorite songs on the album is Cool Cat. I think that is I like cool cat too. awesome. It's like a jazzy, laid-back song. The, Even um, Las Parabas de Amor is good. Oh, yeah. That's, that's great. Too. Calling All Girls. Um, Honestly, there's not a lot of bad songs on this album. If no. You, there really isn't. They're, they're all pretty good. So I think the reason why this may bump off something, like, you know, somebody's going to say after listening to this, like, how the hell did he not put that on there? But it's probably just because I don't care. I've just burned out with some of those songs. And this just album feels fresher to me. So I, I, I don't know. I can just listen to the whole thing. I like it. Yeah, it's definitely... Queen going in and being like, hey, let's go a little bit more, you know, synthy, yeah. a little bit more pop. Yep. And yeah, big time. Yeah, and I feel like they, they did that. However, they also stuck to their Queen roots. I feel like there's oh, a yeah. lot of songs on here, even though I'm not a huge fan of Put Out the Fire. Right. That's a very Queen sounding song. Big time. That's, that's Brian May classic right Right, now. exactly. Even if you, well, Under Pressure, obviously classic Queen, you know what I mean? Yeah. Most of these songs, though, they do stray away a little bit, but then there's a song like Calling All Girls, and it's just like, you know, I, I personally don't like that song, and I think it strays a little bit too much. Yeah, it's super catchy, though. Uh, arguable. This <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan is, of it. This message is... Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come I, on, man. I, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's because it repeats too much, I, but I feel like if you like that kind of thing... That's, I like it. I, I, like I said, I really... I think the only song I don't like is Body Language. <laughs> I just Body can't, language is I can't deal with either. I don't like that song. That song and I'm not too. big into Staying Power, but other I than like that, Staying Power. I like, but I like every other song. But yeah, that is definitely an experimental album by Queen. But look, once again, you have to kind of do stuff like that, though, in order to stay relevant. And obviously with them, I don't think they needed to do that, though. I feel like Queen was already relevant. I feel like they had their sound and they knew what they wanted to do. However, like you said, Freddie Mercury was talking about we need to change a little bit just yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just what And that's how, you, you know, that's how you evolve as an artist, especially look at nowadays music. A lot of it does sound the same, but if you look at the more popular stuff, 
a lot of people have to tag team with each other. Mm-hmm. Look at Paul McCartney today. He's tag teaming with all these young guys. Look at Ellen John. He just tag teamed with Dua Lipa. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to, In order to stay relevant, you have to tag team with these newer artists. And I feel like with Queen, they tag teamed with, you know, did a, a good song with Dave, David Bowie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They experimented with their sound. A lot of these artists nowadays, these older artists, have to experiment with their sound a bit. And yeah. I feel like that's what Queen tried to do. And obviously for them, it didn't work as well. But, you know, it was definitely a good experiment. I got in your top six. So, Hell yeah. yeah. What do you got for five? All right, number five. This is an album that I really didn't think I liked until I looked at it. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I actually like this album. It's a day at the races. Yeah. And a lot of people put this at high praise. But I'm not going to put it as high praise as most people do. However, there are a lot of good songs on here. You start off with the absolute just in your face song tie your mother down mm-hmm. like it's a classic that you know every queen fan knows and then you got a, then you go right into the the slow you take my breath away right, right you know what i mean and then you got weird songs like the millionaire waltz you know what i mean and a little bit of a song that nobody really likes is you and i and i, oh, I like, like it. I, yeah it's but a I, deacon it's a yeah. deacon you can't go wrong it's with good. a deacon too somebody to love obviously a classic white man is you know a song that hits you know it's mm-hmm. a very powerful song and then you go to Good Old Fashioned Lover Boy. Typical awesome Mercury, song. yeah. Drowse is a very weird song. I like it, though. And then I know you love Tio Toriate. It's, that's, it's a good that's song. That's grown on me over the years. I, yeah. I like that song. Yeah. But this album, because I looked at I looked at every Queen album. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this song is... This, this album has so many good songs. On it's it. funny that you say that, because... All right. I'm going to... Quick spoiler. This is on my list. Um... And I'll talk about it more then, but I felt the same exact way. I didn't think I liked this album no, that much until weird. I started looking at it. I was like, oh, I really do like this album quite a bit. Um, but instead, I'm going to do my five, and I'm I'm also shocked that this is on my list. Because this was an album that, for years, I just thought was a forced album after a flop. <laughs> It's the works. the works. So I I don't know. It's another one of those albums. Like I said, maybe I just didn't listen to it a lot. And then, like I said, now it's just, it grew on me and, and, and it came up on my list. But I've got the works. And, um, it, you know, I think they've na- named it very well because it's got the works. The works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like they, they, they did a misstep commercially, obviously, with Hot Space. Even though I like it, it's on my list. Yeah. Um, the works was kind of just like... You know, restating who they are and what they do, but it's not all like just rehash crap. Exactly. I mean, Radio Gaga. Radio Gaga is a fantastic. I feel like my top it, five. You listen to that, and it was current. You know, it may sound a little dated today, some of the synth and stuff, but it was very current for the time, and it was a it was a popular Even song. Even the electronic bass sound, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they were once again, they still were evolving. But what's cool about it is it also has the the clapping, chanting type thing like We Will Rock You has. So so it's like they're they're moving forward, but they're embracing their past. Obviously, some stuff's really blatant, like Tear It Up, I feel, is a blatant We Will Rock You type yeah, of Brian May, good, hard rocker. Yeah. And once again, wicked catchy and wicked cool. And I like when Freddie Mercury rocks out. You know what I mean? Like, like he he can do anything. But he can do anything. I, but when he Literally does a, a hard anything. rock song, it's really good. Yes. And It's a Hard Life is cool. But once good again, song. it's very similar to something that maybe could have been on the game. Man on the Prowl is very similar to a Crazy Little Thing I Love. You know, but you yeah. can find where, like, these are the brother-sister songs of uh, other songs. But they're so damn good. I want to break free. Once another, one. that's another one that's very original for the time. You know, yeah. it doesn't really sound like anything Hammer to else. Fall is also a, bit, a very popular song. That's a little bit harder and heavier than, than Queen usually right. is. And so, yeah, I just think when you know, and we were listening to this album the other day in the yeah. car, you know, and it was hitting me again. And I know you didn't don't like machines, I hate but it. I kind of like it. I think it's, it's cool. A, if there's machines, like a bottom five Queen list, it's machines is a god. And even the passing the open windows, that's such a cool song. I don't, I don't mind know. that song. Another song on here I don't care for is this: the world we created. Yeah, I don't. I, I feel like it's a short song, and it's just like really like. I dig the B side. I go crazy. Um, that's good, and, and that should have been actually on the regular album. Yeah, but that's a good song. Yeah, man. it is. But that's that's my five, man. What do you got? What do you got? Oh, oh, you got right. We got to go to your top, four. The top four. This now is this it. is where things get serious. Yeah, right? this, is, this is some. Serious I bet you we're gonna shows. have most the same ones as we get to the I, end. I think. Most likely. 
Um, number four, this is, a lot of people, and I'm probably going to say this like to every album on the right. top four, but a lot of people would put this at number one, right. and re- uh, rightfully so. It's the Night at the Opera. You suck my blood like a leech, break the law and This is a fantastic album. Death on Two Lines is, I believe, like my fourth favorite queen. That's one of my favorite queens. It's top five. Fantastic queen. Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon is not a bad song, but it's just a one minute little, you know, little ditty. I like those songs. Yeah. Those are the kind of, they're like Beatles like songs. Like Paul McCartney does a lot of these kind of songs. Uh, I'm in Love With My Car, classic Roger Taylor. Yeah. You're My Best Friend's a classic queen song. 39 is an amazing uh, Brian May song. It's fantastic. Sweet ladies, whatever. Eh. That's not that good. Um, Seaside Rendezvous is, is, you know, that's a little... It's another one of those 1920s type song. Yeah. Uh, The Prophet song. You know, with the Prophet song... Too long. It's too long. It is too long. I like certain parts of it, but it's just, it's way too long. Um, Love of My Life is classic. Mm -hmm. So good. Good Company is not bad. And then you got Bohemian Rhapsody. And that's just... Yeah. It's fantastic, so... Yeah. yeah. Strangely enough, I'll, another spoiler. I don't have this one on my list at Whoa. all. Whoa! And I just think of, uh, there's Yikes. two things that are going on. Hot space over night at the opera. Whoa! I, I, dude, I'm like Queen. I, I do. I like Fred. I say what I want. I do what <laughs> yeah, I want. No, I'm respect. I look. I just. I don't know. I. I I, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody is one of their greatest songs, but I don't want to listen to it anymore. You know what I mean? I um, completely understand. I'm not big into Sweet Lady. I never liked the Prophet song. I don't like that and song. And I don't either. even like 39 that much. So you know, I like 39. I'm, so I'm throwing half the album out. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I, I just... I just I went with my favorites. It's not an album that I go to a lot. I just think I'm played out with it. You know what I mean? And, and I then, can understand. And then when you get you get too much of the the 1920s or 40s type songs or whatever, you get too much of that, like Seaside Rendezvous and um, I still what, like that song, Amazing <laughs> on a Sunday Afternoon. I like, I like those too. songs, but I feel like there's and then Good Company's kind of like that yeah, too. It is. It so is. like I feel like we got too much of that kind of stuff. So it's just like I don't know, man. I don't know why it is, but I'm just not I'm just not there anymore with that one so all right what's your next one on your list well okay so now I got I got day at the races and so I like I said I did say that um that one was one I didn't realize that I liked as much as I did and you know you pretty much touched on a lot of it so I I won't say too much about it but what I one thing I will say is like okay um tie your mother down I feel is played Uh, that's a song for me it's a song that's played out um but take my breath away. Super good. Man, and I don't want to sound cheesy, but that's got like a haunting type of a vocal or something. It's, 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 listen to that shit with yeah. your headphones on at night or something. I remember being a kid, listening to that, and it's like... It's it's good, man. Like it's that weird. can give you goosebumps. Yeah. Like it's pretty, especially when you then you think of it, listening to it now after he's passed away. I don't know, man. It's just got a cool, creepy vibe. That song, it's just amazing. And um, White Man is a great rocker. You and I, obviously, with John uh, John Deacon. I, I love something about John Deacon songs. They're not always the single, but they're just a cool song. He's just a good writer. And one song that we just have to give an honorable mention to is is Spread Your Wings. Um, uh, You know, I don't think that album's going to... News of the World, I don't don't think it's anybody unless... But but it's still got some good songs. That's another one. Like when you can say Death on Two Legs, one of their best songs. Spread Your Wings is one of their best songs. You know what I mean? Like those are all up there with the great songs of Queen. I got a little off topic. Mike, what's your three? Alright, so these next two on my list, they could be swapped around either way. If I, if you said this one was number two, I would have taken it. If you said it was number three, I would have taken it. However, I put it at number three. And it's going to be jazz, okay? Yeah. Jazz is a very strange album. However, I think it's got a lot of overlooked tracks on it mm-hmm. that are very good. Obviously, you got cliche stuff like Fat Bottom Girls, uh, Don't Stop Me Now, which is a cliche song, but that's my favorite Queen song, and I'll say that to That's a song, though, that's gotten bigger over time. It has. Because I can tell it you has. from somebody who, like, 
was getting into Queen in the early 90s, like, Don't Stop Me Now was, like, unknown. Like, right. I didn't know it. And I don't even think it was released in the States. The big songs in the States and that were on Queen's Greatest Hits was Bicycle Race and Fat Bottom Girl. So those were the songs that right. were big off this. So Don't Stop Me Now was one of those ones where, like, when they did their um, classic Queen Greatest Hits album in the 90s, and then it's on every commercial and movie, and I mean, it's just, it's picked up a lot of steam. From my years. personal experience, like there was this one video that, like during my Queen dive, there was this one video, um, and there's this so Super Smash Bros. is a video game for Nintendo Switch, and there was this edit going around where they people were saying you can to the intro scene of the game, you can put any song to it and it would fit. Mm-hmm. Like that was the meme. Like you yeah. can put any song to an infant, and the most popular one was "Don't Stop Me Now," and it fits so well and so perfectly. And I remember just watching that video <laughs> all the time because I thought it was so cool. And that, and I was listening to Queen. That was when I was doing my dive, and that made me listen to "Don't Stop Me Now" more. And I think that con- con- contributes to why it's one of my favorite Queen songs right. is because I listen to it so much. But getting back onto jazz, there was a lot of good, like deeper tracks, like "Jealousy." Jealousy mm-hmm. is so good. Uh, if you can't beat them, is is pretty good. Uh, Let me entertain you is not bad. Um, another good song on here is in only seven days. Uh, Dreamers ball, great, so good. The guitar work, uh, just what, and I think that's what I, I feel like. Now I feel like I haven't mentioned enough, and I'm going to try to mention it more as we get to the end, but. It, Brian Brian's made guitar is is from like another world. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. His solos are like a song within a song. You know what I mean? Right. And and when he does those multiple guitar melodies. And um, my dream, among others, was to create start creating those multi-track guitar things. It's it's just tasteful stuff. It sounds good. You know what I mean? Like you don't even have to be a guitar geek, and you're gonna like this. You're gonna get into it. You're gonna remember it. You know when somebody just shreds, and, and this is something that happens a lot on you know in metal. A lot of shredding. A lot and of it's sounds not, the same. It's not memorable. Movie. But when you say you know, you know you yeah. you can hum these solos. You know what I mean? He's just he's amazing. He can fly around and shred when he wants to. Right. But it's just I don't know, man. I, I gotta say probably he's probably my favorite guitar player. I just think what Michael he does. George Harrison, but I, Brian May is definitely. It's unreal. It really is, man. I, I, it's just unreal. And I know Freddie Mercury gets all the credit, and he deserves a lot of the credit, but man, Brian May is, he's really from like another planet. Right. And we it's mentioned like, this unreal. a lot throughout this uh, podcast, is that the, a lot of these guys, you don't even realize it, and as I'm looking at these albums, you're more and more I'm realizing that Brian, uh, Roger Taylor and John Deacon, uh, how big of a role they had, you know, yeah. within Queen itself. Yep. It wasn't always just a Freddie Mercury show, you know what I mean? Right. They had a big role to play. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say about this album. Obviously, uh, like, Leave It Home Ain't Easy. That's another good one. But I feel like that this album has a little bit of a, a little taste of everything yeah. for the most part. And uh, you got a perfect balance of deep tracks and, like, hits. Because I feel like the um, the deep tracks on this song are really good. Yeah, there's a lot of songs, and, right. and I feel like that's where, you know that's why you're getting the deep tracks. But they're good. They're right, good. they're all good. And there's really only a couple songs maybe I have like that are, I'm not a huge fan of on this album. But other than that, they're all really good songs. And I think we're the the good songs are really good. Yeah, that's what helps this album a lot. So for my number three. I've got the game. And, I mean, this is chock full of their biggest hits. Uh, It was probably, it's got to be their biggest album in the United States. It sold 4 million copies in the United States. Um, So this is where Queen is at the top of their game. You know what I mean? Like they, They are huge. And it's so damn good. I mean, there's really not much weak weakness on this thing i mean play the game dragon attack is so, so cool so far. so interesting you know what i mean the way the it's just like the voice and the bass but then the guitar comes in sparingly you know really smart even as much as another one bites the dust is played out and so it's crazy it's still, to think hello they're, they're still, still great there, there's yeah. every good there's going to be that time where you're going to listen to it again and you'll be like you know what man i don't care that i've heard this you got your classic <laughs> deacon track the yeah. you're loving tonight that's a great classic one. deacon that's a great one and i don't even care 
Fire Man, stuff like Don't Try Suicide is still cool. It's you know so, what I mean? It sounds just cringy, but it's good. It's, it's good. a good song. Yeah, so I, it's amazing. It, you know, it's got a, it just, it sounds good. It has a, it's just really, you know, it's got a crisp sound, well written, um, just tasteful stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great album. So I think this is a good transition here for me to say <laughs> that my number two. two was the game. And honestly, I know I said earlier um, that I could flip this around with jazz, but now that I'm looking at and looking at it, I feel like this deserves the number two. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd give jazz the upper hand here. I feel like that with this album, there's really only one song that I'm not a big fan of, and that would be Prime Jive. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that. Yeah, but everything else on this album is so good. Like I'd listen to any of these songs right now, and I would not complain. Right, I would not complain about a single track on here, especially ending it off with something like "Save Me." Yeah. It's just so good. It's but so there's good. a song that you really like that I didn't mention. You know what it is? What? What are you referring to? Uh, Sail Away, Sweet Sister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally you, overlooked you it. Always, you always talk about how good that song is, and I kind of forgot about it. And then one day I listened to it, and I was like, man, it really is a good I one. I think it's on my top ten, Queen, low-key. I feel like if I... I actually... I have my list. I don't have it in front of me. But if I were to look at my list, I feel like Sail Away, Sweet Sister would be in my top ten. It's and I feel like sometimes... like let's, let's I hate to say it, but sometimes the, the, the May and the Taylor songs feel like throwaways. You know what I mean? But Sail Away, Sweet Sister, that's not the case. That, a, that's, a, that's a solid tune. And honestly, I don't know, uh, this might be a little bit of a debate here, but I don't know how you could like Sail Away, Sweet Sister, but not like 39. I feel like they're very <laughs> similar songs. I feel really? like they're very similar. The the May just like soothing song. I feel like they're both like the May the, soothing. No, no. I here, I think like Sail Away, Sweet Sister is more like the power ballad. And I feel like it's like... 39 just feels too folky or something, you know? Okay. Like knee slapper, you know? So, nah, I, and I don't care for that kind of music. So that's probably why I don't like it. But it is what it is. Okay, number two, big shocker, is jazz. Whoa. And, you know, I can't say much more than what you already said, but one thing I will want to point out is, is I was reading some stuff about this, and this album... Didn't sell as good as the game. I mean, it was it was only a million uh, seller in the United States, which is still pretty good. So good. But this album, strangely enough, was panned by critics when it came out, especially Rolling Stones. I heard about that. Ro- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what happened was, is years later, Rolling Stone actually kind of like retracted what they said, and they said, you know what? Whoever this reviewer was that we had at the time really had it wrong because this album's a, a bona fide classic. I don't you know how I mean? you could think so, that album's bad. So honestly. it's pretty cool that that an album can have that kind of effect. But I know you're not big into this song, but I think Mustafa is so freaking cool. Once again, ballsy move. You're starting off an album with like a, this ethnic sounding song it's in weird. another language, right? But it's it's okay. It's, it's, it's more strange. One song, and I we touched on it very little. But jealousy with the sitar is yeah. so it's because like, I'm a huge Beatles fan, right? And they just gave totally gave me the Beatles vibes, and I'm like, this song it's totally Beatles. It yep. just screams Beatles, and it's so good. It was fantastic. I mean, and then you get the heavier stuff like Dead on Time. I love Let Me Entertain You, and I think I like it live the best. Like, well, like what I think of when I saw. It. And one thing we I didn't mention much, but one concert that had a big impression on me when I was younger was the the Montreal 1981. I mean, I don't know if they overdubbed that thing, but it sounds so damn good. And it's just a great set list of cool songs. And I love like when they do the melody of like Killer Queen and I'm in love with my car and all that. Like the songs all connect live and stuff. So it, it's super cool. I always like if you can't beat them, join them. I think that's a that's deacon. A good song. That's a deacon. That's a, yes. Um, and we talked on Dreamers Ball. Love that one. And uh, of course, don't stop me now. I'm a little bit played out with it now, but when I first I discovered that song back in the day, I thought it was killer. And, and once again, that's got one of those awesome runaway solos. You know, you could hum that thing all day long. Brian May just killing it, adding that nice twist to uh, to, to one of Freddie's songs. So that's what I got for two. Right. And I think we got number one. I already know the we're going to have the same one. So just because... Do you talk about it, then I'll talk about it. All right. This album, I knew right from the start when I first listened to this album that this, nothing was topping it. I don't know why I felt that way, but I feel like it did everything that Queen 2 did right and just morphed it yeah. and started going into that modern sound. <laughs> I 
feel like this was the even though it was the third one album, it was the perfect album and it's sheer heart attack. Yeah. This album is literally I think there's like one song on here that I think sucks. But other than that, it has so much variety. What size is She Makes Me? It's She Makes Me. And that ain't even bad. It's I don't even think it's that bad. Very questionable. I've never <laughs> been a fan of that song. Uh, Britain Rock. is, is You start off with a really good song. Oh, yeah. And then Killer Queen's my second favorite Queen song of all time. It's a banger. That's it's another one. It's it's their big hit, and it's just, it's just a cool song. Yeah. You got Tenement Fust, Funster, which is good. Okay. That's one of the better ones. Like I said, that's one of his better songs. I like right. that one. And then you get... And then you get into this little uh, this little trio right here, it, where they all just mesh together perfectly. Mm-hmm. They yeah. got the Queen two vibes. Like I remember, I showed my my buddy because he's he likes Queen, but he hasn't dove into Queen and he wants mm-hmm. to dive into Queen. But I was like, just listen to Flick of the Wrist, Lily of the Valley, and now I'm here straight through. And he's like, this is some of the best I've s- stuff I've heard yeah. because. You got this. Flick of the wrist. You know what I yeah. mean? And then you got Lily. Yeah. But what about the verses for Flick of the Wrist? I mean, dislocate your sign if you yes, don't Yes, it's sign super you. good. Yeah. I mean, it's so catchy and, and it's such a great melody. And one of my favorite Queen songs, too, Now I'm Here. And then mm-hmm. you go into like, Now I'm Here. And then you go listen to the right headphone, Now I'm Here. Yeah, and then, and then you the smart with the panning. And it's just like fantastic. The, that These three songs... I would argue are some of the biggest highlights. This is one of the big highlights on the album. Mm-hmm. Obviously, probably the number one highlight being Killer Queen. Yeah. But I argue this is like number two. Like, it's a really good song. Uh, like, good trio of songs. I yeah. Say. I mean, I've got this as my number one, too. And it's just something about it. When I heard this, like, this was, this made sense to me. Like, you know, like I said, when I was just getting into Queen and I had the greatest hits and then I, I wasn't feeling innuendo so much. And, you know, maybe this was the next one I heard. I don't remember. But I just, when I heard this one, I was like, I got it. Like, this is Queen. This is what I like. Uh, I love, this is where they're really going to different styles. I mean, you got the heavy Stone Cold Crazy. You've got the old 1920s Bring Back Leroy Brown. You know what I mean? So you've got all that kind of stuff. And then just cool Queen-ish, typical Queen songs like Flick of the Wrist and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And Killer Queen and all that. In so, the lap of the gods, the so the first time I like through, both of those. I think the, the revisited is definitely better than the first one. No, I, I like the first one. He's like, I live my life. I don't like that. For you. See, it's I don't so like weird. that. It's, it's so weird, cool. but I don't like That's that. Awesome. The revisited is so much better, in my opinion. <laughs> And then, we didn't even mention these songs. Dear Friends is a one-minute song, but it's just it's so cool. nice. Best song Miss that Fire. I forgot was Misfire. So yeah, it's good. one of the best. Yeah. So good. And John Deacon, little mini song. You know, do 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 yeah, it's catchy. so good. And then you got Bring Back Leroy Brown. It's that's yeah. A See, like, song. and this the is piano spark. This is where I feel like they've got it right. So, like, where there's there's too many of those kind of songs on Night at the Opera for me. I like just one of those. That's all I need. Right. And I like when we're bouncing all over the place. You know what I mean? I guess at this point, you know, Queen is still kind of staying within one kind of pocket for the most part. They're not. They haven't got into the funk and all that kind of stuff that came on later. But what's cool about it is that. You could just show you that they're not afraid to dabble in different styles. You know what I mean? And they, and they did that through their whole career, whether it was metal, blues, uh, ballads, funk, dance. I mean, they did it all. And for some reason, somehow, because of that stamp, their sound, their signature sound, it, it just works. You, they, you can have all that stuff on one album, and that's who Queen is. You know? I have not so. listened to I, I'm looking at my top 20 right now, and I have not listened to, uh, listened to In the Lap of the Gods Revisited in a long time. And it's, in, it's on my top 20. And I feel like when I went back, because I did this like right after I listened to all the albums a bunch of times. I mean, I've listened to so much Queen, it's not even funny. And I was like, I think I'm ready to make the top 20. And I made the top 20, and I went back a year later, and I looked at it, and I'm like, this still holds up for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's really, when you make a really good top 20 is when it like still holds up after you know years. But other than that, I feel like the whole album is just so solid. Yeah. It's when they really found their sound perfectly, mm-hmm. in my yeah. opinion. And obviously, the band has to evolve a little bit, and it has to change it up. And I feel like that this was like that perfect middle ground between, like you know, Queen Two and Night at the Opera. Mm-hmm. It's that perfect middle ground. 
And I feel like that's why it's my favorite because it does both things from those albums, you know, perfectly in one package. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. You know, one thing. So, so we're, we're right on the same page with with a lot of these ones at the end. So I thought that was pretty cool. We kind of had the same outlook. We had we had definitely some differences at the <laughs> at the beginning there. Yeah. Um, so we got a couple minutes. Let, let's just talk about ones that didn't make it and maybe why. And and you know, let's face it, they don't really have a bad album in their whole catalog. It's I just think there's one album that I pers well, okay, two albums that I personally don't care for that much. And what do we what are those? It'd be Queen One and uh Innuendo. Okay. I personally don't care for those albums. I think Innuendo though is like it's whacked out, man. It, it, it's, it's, it's all over. Innuendo is really just a wacky album. And I, like I said, I didn't like it when I first heard it. And something about, once again, this may be a product of Freddie getting sick, but when I, I remember I heard Headlong on the radio. Okay? So, but that's a good song. But I thought it was Kenny Loggins. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's something about his voice as he was. It's raspier, right? It was right. raspier or something. Um, and let's face it, Freddie Mercury probably should never have smoked. I mean, he's no. got a freaking gift there. I mean, and he's he smoked like a, a lot fiend. of people, like even the Beatles, anybody, all these everybody right. smoked. But I mean, know? but what it does is so you know I don't know if it had to do with him be getting sick later on in life or all those years of smoking, but his voice definitely had a different tone I, to it as we got to these final albums. You know, unfortunately, I, mean? I feel like it was mostly because he did get sick. I yeah. Feel like, because if you, even if you look at the miracle, you, there's some songs on there where you could really hear, you know, his voice starts. And, and honestly, on the miracle, his voice isn't that bad. I, there's songs on the um, the miracle like scandal that I really yeah. like. Yeah, and I feel like it, it, his voice. I feel like his voice actually complements that song really well. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, and you know, once again, that's another one. I mean, you can't you can't say the miracle's horrible. You've got great songs like "I Want It All" and um, what's the one song, the breakthrough? That's so cool. I like that song. Right. You know what I mean? So it, there's a lot of great songs. I just think there's a couple holes uh, on albums like those. Like I said, there's just a couple weak spots on the miracle and on innuendo where I I couldn't put it. You know, as one of my top seven, you know, but, uh, but it was really hard for me to not put on news of the world and not put on night at the opera because those are class. There's a lot of classic songs in there. So like you said, spread your wings is a great song. Melancholy blues. I really uh, like news it's of the late, world. you but know, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, what's it called? There's a lot of played out stuff on that. And I, well, honestly, I feel like just because we will rock you and we are the champions are on the album. And mm -hmm. I don't know why it's there, because those two songs are on the album that I don't like it. As much. Those songs are very played. I mean, that, I that, those know. are the, those are the most, the two most overplayed songs. Ever. Not to sound cringe, but I kind of feel bad for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, it's got good songs. Like spread your wings is one of my favorite queen songs of all time. It's like number That's three awesome. on my list. Melancholy blues is good. It's late is good. Yeah, I think you get toward the end. Those last three songs are great. Um, but it's just in the middle, it's not so hot. Like um, I like Fight from the Inside. I don't like Get Down, Make Love. I like Sleeping on the Sidewalk, though. I feel like those are good songs. Yeah, see, I'm not big into the blues, and I, and I just don't think sleep. I don't, I don't care for Sleeping on the Sidewalk. And I'm not that big into All Dead. I don't know. I don't I'm like not, All Dead either. I don't like Fright from the Inside. So I feel like there was just too much dead space in the middle of the thing. And I don't like Sheer Heart Attack that much. I don't like I don't like the song that much. I almost was convinced of that myself because of you, but I feel like it's not as bad as you're making it out to me. But honestly, there was one album where I I thought this was going to be my number seven, and I was like, I looked at Queen two, and I'm like, there's no way I can do this. It's yeah. a kind of magic. Yeah, I feel like a kind of magic like One Vision is so good. Princes of the Universe, how that combines with Gimme the Prize, and no. then and then there's like a song. There's songs like Don't Lose Your Head that kind of suck. But yeah. I like Friends Will Be Friends, Pain Is So Close to Pleasure, One those Love. Those are probably, those two are my two favorite songs on the album, Pain Is So Close to Pleasure and Friends Who Will Be Friends. Who Wants to Live Forever as a classic. I know? think there's there's two things that plague this album. There's, you mentioned the throwaway songs, like like Don't Lose Your Head and Give Me the Prize and all that kind of stuff. Those are, to me, they're just throwaways. And this is where you first see the strain in Mercury's voice. Uh, I think his voice is very distorted on One Year of Love, and I, I don't think it works on that. That's a slower song, you know? I do like, like that song. He sounds really strained. So I don't know what was going on at that point, but I just feel like the vocal performance is just not the same on certain points, and there's the throwaway songs. And I feel like, for me, Kind of Magic, 
Miracle and Innuendo all kind of have the same thing going for it. You know what I mean? It's a vocal change. It's um, it's throwaway songs, but you've got some real solid ones, but you're not making up like a classic album compared to some of the ones we talked about. So, so I know we talked about Headlong a little bit on Innuendo. Yeah. There is actually a demo of this song. And it's sung by Brian May to kind of give okay. like a vocal uh, guide for yeah, Freddie. Yeah, vocal guide, yeah. And it's super good. I think it's fantastic. I'd argue that it, it it might be better than the the OG in terms of. I just think Brian fits with this song more than Freddie for some reason. I that's just my opinion. Another thing with this yeah. one, especially headlong, like maybe as, and I'm just trying to rationalize why maybe I couldn't get into this album. I think it's like. It's super British, if you know what I'm trying to say. Like, like if you're American, maybe you just don't get it. Like, he's talking about soup in the laundry bag and all that stuff. What? what? Look, at the, look, at the, look at the music video. Maybe that's video. a British expression. I don't know. Look, I didn't get it. Look at the music video for I'm Going Slightly Mad if you watch it. He's wearing freaking bananas on his well, head. Well, okay, in their defense, he was they were trying to hide his appearance because okay, his appearance right. was kind of deteriorating. That, yeah. So that's why they were doing that kind of stuff with the makeup and even, the bananas. But, but look at these, these these are the days of our lives. There's, there's a music video for that, and he's got the makeup and everything, and he looks, yeah, I mean, that's you know what I mean? He's that's looking, fine. He's looking kind of rough. I mean, he, yeah, right? But, well, you know what? This was fun talking about Queen. Uh, a little bit of a departure from maybe what we talk about on here, but I think most hard rockers... They have a respect for Queen, I, I believe yeah. so. And I really think it's cool how Queen has just somehow reinvented themselves in every decade where people have been interested again. I mean, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was in Wayne's World in 1992. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie came out, and that got people interested again. It just seems like Queen always finds a way to come back and get back right. in people's consciousness. And it's probably because... Of what a classic band that they are. Right. So. I was just going to say something similar to what you just said. And I was going to call myself cringe. But I was going to say it's ba- Queen, Queen almost seems like the connecting tissue between the generations almost. Mm-hmm. It's like you can go up to people that grew up in the 70s or yeah. the 80s. Mm-hmm. And they w- would love Queen. You know what I mean? There's people that love Queen. You could look at people who grew up in the 2000s or the 2010s. And they they like Queen too. Yeah. There's a lot of people my age where I would be like, "Hey, you like Queen?" They'd be like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury is amazing. I love Queen. And and I feel like you can attribute that to obviously the movie and all that. But there's a lot of hits that they have had over the years that have just stuck around. Yeah. They really haven't gone yeah. away. You what? W- there was a car commercial on maybe it was last football season. I don't remember. They played Tear It Up on there. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Tear It Up. Yeah. What, what is that? Yeah, you hear Tear It Up, Don't Stop Me Now, We Will Rock You. All You hear all these songs all the time. And uh, it's amazing that they're, how, how their music has just kind of transcended time. It's pretty, It's pretty. well, like I said, that's that's what good music does. So Exactly. exactly. All right, man. Well, it was fun chatting with you about Queen. And I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed it. All right. All see right. ya. Well, so glad I got to do an episode about Queen. I've been wanting to do that for a long time now. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Rock on!